Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor, and my purpose in life is to encourage people to live positively through the many and varied challenges of life. Speaking of many and varied challenges of life, today's guest is going to be speaking to one of them. Uh, you can find out about the uh, radio show and this interview at Journey to Success Radio. Dot com. Our guest today is Dr. Joanne White. She's an international award-winning, best-selling author and speaker, a certified professional coach, and energy master teacher who has helped millions of individuals and organizations shape their dreams, overcome adversity, master their own success, and triumph. She's known globally as the Success Doc and is the executive producer and host of the popular Power Your Life TV and radio shows. She's been featured online and in national and international media outlets such as CNN.com, Good Housekeeping, and WebMD, just to name a few. Uh, she's made frequent guest appearances on radio and television networks such as NBC, CBS, Fox, and Voice America, and she's the founder of the recently launched Power Your Life Network and Power You Online University. Uh, Dr. White was named a 2015 Worldwide Branding Top Female Executive for Professional Coaching by the Worldwide uh, Who's Who and will be featured in Women of Distinction magazine in 2016. Her upcoming books include More Heaven and a co-authored book, Keys to Conscious Business Growth, which will be released in early 2016. Welcome to the show today, Dr. White. Thank you so much, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. And you recently launched a book about bullying. And yes. uh I was bullied. Uh I now I'm the ginormous height of uh, 5 foot 1 after 6 months of growth hormone in- injections when I was about 17 years old, but up until that point I was 4 foot 6 and this the hurtful part was that there was the girls that were teasing me and bugging me and bullying me when I was in uh, school up until the age of 17 and uh, just words bullying, not physical bullying, but uh, words wound longer than physical wounds. And so uh, it's a very important topic for me. It's something I experience and something that really kids shouldn't do, but I don't know how you teach them not to do it. So talk a little bit about the book and how you got the idea for it um, and what do you mean by bullying prevention uh, because those are very important topics for parents and children in this day and age. Right. Well, bullying, like you said, bullying can take many forms. It could be physical. It could be aggressive. It could be right now cyberbullying, which is big online and and no matter what kind of bullying it is, bullying can hurt. And some of the repercussions of, of 
bullying lasts long time, like you know from personal experience, even after the incident or the the incidents have happened. And so one of the reasons I chose to write Bully Free, Tom, was because I was coaching families whose kids were bullied and I you know and I decided that that we needed to showcase just what people go through and so basically bully free and it just won a best selling from Amazon just recently so I'm excited about that and it's still on Amazon for people to purchase but bully free is actually stories real stories the only thing that I changed were the names I interviewed people their families people who were bullied who were bullied when they were younger or who are still being bullied, problems that they had with with families. One particular family um, was having so many problems with her child actually had a rare physical disorder and so she was in a wheelchair and they and they had a new administrator that came in that would not that was really very difficult to deal with, according to the family, and would not really help to create an evacuation plan for this girl that was really required in her educational plan. And if if kids were rushing, let's say it was a real fire drill or even a, a fire drill for practice, if kids were rushing or at the end of the day or rushing to school and she was bumped, she could have something could have ruptured internally and she could have died and so it's amazing because oftentimes i mean i i listen to the stories and somebody could say well why did you want to do that because what happens to these people is something that we need to be aware of to to be more sensitive but also for me the amazing stories tom bring out how people have overcome it, how they've been able to get support and and to feel better and do something differently like you did. I mean, there you were, bullied because you, you know, you were short and now you're doing so much to help other people with a radio show and so much more that you do. And so those are the kinds of stories that I wanted to bring up. Really the strength of the human spirit. I don't think that anybody should be bullied. And their bullying is not just happening in school. It's happening in the office. I once was working with somebody, coaching, and the guy was telling me that his wife was was a nurse in, in a hospital and there was another employee who was actually bullying her and and she was happened to be her supervisor so it was very difficult and yet the bullying was not just verbal it was threatening and it was also very very difficult to work under so it's really something that we have to get a handle on because i think that it's going on and oftentimes the person who's bullied doesn't always speak because they're, they're, I, one particular kid that I coached, I coached the family. It took him, now they're not in the book, but it took him months before he came forth to let his family know what was going on, and he just really kind of sucked it up and and went to school and and really started to get very depressed and actually ended up having post-traumatic stress disorder. And another girl I worked with, again, she's not in the book, um, 
there were girls. You said girls were bullying you. There were girls that were bullying her because she was different. She was more. She wasn't. She was in high school, and she wasn't in necessarily interested in boys or in how or in being beautiful and looks. She was very bright and interested in in learning about writing and science and other kinds of things. And they made fun of her. And she actually had ended up getting physical problems, stomach problems, irritable bowel syndrome, and what we had to eventually do was to, and the mother reached out to the school, the mother reached out to local authorities, and she wasn't getting help, and the girl was getting sicker and sicker, and finally just was afraid to go to school, just said, you know, couldn't go to school because of the physical stuff, and eventually we had to push for getting her into some kind of homeschool program. And eventually she was admitted into a school that had more sensitivity, more awareness, and she and she did beautifully. So, and again, I'm not just saying it's about schools, but I'm saying that, that because kids can bully anywhere and adults can bully anywhere and point is that no matter whether it's about physical appearance, whether it's about learning the way people learn, whether it's about sexual orientation, whether it's about differences in terms of race or culture, no one in my mind should be bullied. I think just think that it's an atrocity and it's going too far. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Uh, now, this is a topic dear and near to many people's hearts. So please give uh, your website the best ways to contact you, the best way to find the book and buy the book, but mostly to, I would think, mostly to connect with you. Uh, The book is part of, uh, obviously, something they can do, but if if it's serious and if they're serious about it, uh, I would prefer that they connect with you personally, not just buy the book. Um, because this is an important issue uh, of all ages. So let us know what's the best way to find you, find out about you and the book, and and connect with you. So they can go to www.drjoannewhitewhite.com, drjoannewhite.com. They can email me at joanne at drjoannewhite.com. And the book is available on Amazon. It's all avail- also available on my website. Right now we're doing a special on Amazon, so that's probably the best place to get it. And I coach people all over the world. And so, and also we're putting together another book about bullying. So if people want to email me with their stories, with with what they've done to get out of bullying or, or or whatever it is, we'll be more than happy to listen and maybe even feature them. I was really careful though because I didn't I I did not I used fictitious names. The stories were totally the same, but I felt that it wasn't fair to utilize names unless people said it was okay, so then I used first names. But basically, the names in in Bully Free are fictitious, but the stories are incredibly accurate. And, And the information, what happens in terms of people giving families were giving information about what happened and also giving ideas in terms of 
what could be done to prevent bullying, what could be done differently, and also how they handled the situation. One parent whose child with special needs was bullied in school because he was different, he was on the um, autism spectrum, she eventually decided to go into schools and and work with schools to create programs with both so-called normal children and children with special needs to bring them together and to create understanding and to create respect for one another and 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 she actually still does that so i think that oftentimes parents and the family it's not like one person is affected even though they they may be the one that's experiencing it the most families are incredibly affected by what happens to their children and and are there to to offer support, and they need to support too. I want to say about this, though, that there is support. There's a lot of support on the Internet. There's a lot of help, and if you feel that your child needs special guidance or to speak to somebody, I think that's important that you make sure that you do that, and there are also parents that you could talk to, whether it's anonymous or what, online, who've been through what you've been through, and I think that's really very important because oftentimes people who've been bullied, I don't know what your experience was, but they feel isolated, they feel alone, they they get more into themselves, and oftentimes the research shows that many kids that have been bullied, thank God that wasn't you, turned into turn into bullies themselves. Right, exactly, and I was not just teased. I was locked in a locker, I was pushed down three or four stairs one time. And then as you were talking about it can affect all ages, a story came to my mind. My 90-year-old mother-in-law broke her femur uh, last year while square dancing. And while in the hospital, uh, one day she had a negligent nurse, left her with a dirty diaper. She couldn't get out of bed for four or six hours, despite numerous calls from my mother-in-law. And uh, um, I was upset. I was like, this is not proper nursing care. And so I uh, complained to the hospital administration. And my mother-in-law then was approached by this nurse the next day and intimidated the heck out of her into not telling the administration what happened. And the next day when my wife and I went to see her, we asked her about it a little bit more, and she came off as, up with a bunch of a number of excuses for this nurse. Oh, I think she was just busy, and you know, don't worry about it. And I was like, hmm, this sounds different than last night. And finally, after some poking and prodding, she's like, the nurse came up to me. She was standing like inches from me, like. If, 12 inches from me right beside my bed and telling me over and over, you're old, you didn't remember it right, that's not how it happened. And yet my my mother-in-law's passed every memory test you could think of, and she didn't misremember it, but this lady was basically intimidating her uh, into not telling the hospital administration. Another case that will lead into a question is, uh, I have a dear friend at a church I go to, he's a high-functioning autistic uh, he has two brothers, and I was speaking about bullying and that at one of the Sunday school classes where one of his brothers was in, and, you know, he told us, the group, about, it, you know, how it hurt him that the kids on the bus to school would 
bully him, not bully him, tease him, bug him, just like kids can do. And, you know, he's like, okay, that bothered me, but like, I can't take on all the kids. I can't offer to fight them. You know, I could try and get them to not tease him and bug him, but uh, you could see the hurt in his voice and his face and in the story about how it hurt just because he's got autism, uh, that they were bugging him. And he's not a low-functioning autism. He's pretty high-functioning. He graduated high school and drives a car, for instance. So is there a prevalence of bullying with special needs uh, children and adults? Well, yes, definitely, because sometimes they they speak differently or they are learning styles different and their their ways of communicating can be different and socialization. Oftentimes children and and youth and young adults with autism have difficulty giving eye contact or or knowing the social cues in terms of when you meet somebody, what do you do? You say hello, how are you? And so they're made fun of because they they seem awkward. They and yet some of these kids, like you said, Tom, are so incredibly gifted in so many ways. There was a study done by um, interviewing parents of of children with autism and asking about whether or not their kids had been bullied, and a large percentage of parents spoke up and said that their children had been bullied. So yes, it is very prevalent among the special needs population in autism. And again, it's about differences. And and oftentimes a bully thinks that, well, that that person is much more vulnerable, is less savvy, is, and therefore I can be powerful over that person and I can show my physical or emotional strength or whatever. And that's what happens because there there was another incident in the book, another story whereby a family uh, these kids were on in, in I guess it it wasn't at school but it was like a playground or whatever and this young boy was being teased he had autism he's being teased by girls and they were asking him to do silly things and he he what he wanted was their friendship and so they they were kind of making fun of him. But he didn't really realize that they were making fun of him and they were asking him to do horrible things until some some member of society who was there said came up to the kids and said, Stop it and the mother saw it and she she went up and she 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 said, you know, she told the kids to cut it out too and she reports that she went into the bathroom and she just had to cry because her son really didn't recognize, or maybe he did, but he wasn't able to articulate what he was feeling and what was going on. He wanted their friendship and thought that, okay, they were laughing, and maybe they were laughing with him when, in fact, they were laughing at him. Mm. Now, this is a important question because kids are kids. They only have limited resources. They're kids. But... Parents are parents, and what can they do to prevent bullying and from home? Like schools can do so much, the kid can do so much, but really, an attentive, caring, loving parent should start bullying prevention at home. Uh, but maybe they're not even aware of what they can do. So, what are some of the tips for parents for 
bullying prevention that they can teach at home? Well, I think firstly they need to talk about what bullying is to kids. And I think parents need to say that that bullying is not acceptable. So that also gives a message to a bully or a potential bully as well as to kids that that may potentially be bullied. Mm. And to also perhaps do some role-playing as to what it means to be bullied. And I would think kids are so much involved in the Internet and, and in everything that's online I think parents need to kind of supervise that a little bit and and really make sure that their kids are connected with their where with friends that are acceptable that they know the friends that they they go out of their way to meet friend you know to meet the friends that they also I think that helping a child feel more confident whether it's helping a child feel more confident at home and in terms of of what he's doing or she's doing get a child and get your child involved in some kind of activity that's that's kind of life affirming that that builds his or her confidence skills is also very important um sometimes pe- parents get their kids into karate and other kinds of activities more to help them feel confident and feel strong and not necessarily to get into any kind of altercation because that's not what's recommended. What's recommended is if you're bullied, and I think parents need to tell their children that, if you're bullied, it's not about, okay, let's fight it out and, and because you never know. I mean, you never know what that what what the next level of bullying is going to be. There's one child... Actually, he's a teenager. He's not in the book, and I I worked with him for a while, and I worked with his family. And he was different culturally and racially from the kids that, that were at his school, and he was a sweet, really sweet, bright boy. And one day after school, there was a group of about four or five other boys that, that tackled him, chased him, tackled him, tied him up to a tree, like hung him from a tree and thought it was the funniest thing and took pictures and posted them on the Internet. Now, this boy, I worked with him for months and actually TV, he was on TV because they got wind of the story too and but he had post traumatic stress any he he and we eventually he eventually went to a school where there was a different kind of acceptance and where there was a totally no tolerance this was probably before because now a lot of schools have to abide by legislation and report any kind of bullying or anything that's going on and and be more aware of it but but what happens is it leaves a lot of scars that often don't heal or if they do heal i mean one one girl i work with she was being teased so much by other girls she was ready to commit suicide and she planned it and luckily she she got sick from what she did she drank some cleaning agent that was poisonous and she went to school and and she she really didn't know what would happen to her but she wasn't feeling well and they took sent her to the nurse and 
and eventually they sent her to the emergency room because she could have died. So all, so it's it's really important that it, we catch it. If you're noticing that your child's behavior, whether it's the way your child is relating to you, or the way, or maybe not wanting to go to school, or maybe not wanting to be with his or her friends, if your child's academic whatever it is seems to change, go down. If your child's sleeping patterns and eating patterns change, those may be signals that bullying is already taking place. I recommend that we we really dialogue with our children so that we prevent it, like you were talking about earlier, and that we tell our kids that you can come to me. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to be angry with you. You can come to me. We can share, so that kids need to know because they need to know that that going to their parents and reporting this isn't showing that they're they're flawed in some way, but it's really an act of strength to be able to to discuss it so parents can can help kids find a solution, and it's important to tell an adult if you're being bullied, a, a responsible, a tr- an adult that you trust. If it, if it can't be a parent, then maybe it's, you know, maybe it's another relative or maybe it's a close teacher or somebody like that, but but it's important that that you get help. It really is. So preventing it is about building up your child, letting your child know that you respect him, you respect her, and you and you are willing to listen. It's important to listen, and also, like I said, role playing. Role play what it means to be bullied. Not that that doesn't mean attacking your kid, but in terms of of showing your kid what, like you were, you were teased, and and people were calling you names. That 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 that's not acceptable, and that's a form of bullying. And to really reinforce that. Your child does not have to put up with anything like that, and your child needs to come and tell you. I think that that it's also important to to know what you are doing as a parent. Are you constantly screaming and and beating on your kid? And I mean, what are you what are you doing to create an environment at home that is very tolerant and very supportive and very loving. There was there's a story and it's not in the it's not in bully free either, but it's a story of a family whereby the parents didn't even know that the older brother was was actually terrorizing his younger brother. He would kind of call him names when the parents weren't around and kind of hit him when again when the parents weren't around so they didn't really know and the young brother was afraid to report on his brother because he was afraid of the retaliation and what would happen if his parents knew and then they 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 did something to you know they they punished the older brother or whatever he was afraid that afterwards what would happen that the, the bullying would just escalate Tom and it would get worse and there he'd be more and more of a victim and and he was scared yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So uh, as we talked about, uh, uh, you wanna, went over there about just as parents uh, would be concerned about their kids being bullied, for every kid being bullied, there is a bully. And I think in this day and age, maybe more than others, that 
parents are too much of a, well, my Johnny wouldn't do that. Uh, but at the same time, as you said, they sometimes are brought up in environments where the husband and wife are yelling at each other, where sadly in circumstances they see parents bullying the other parents, maybe physically, verbally, aggressively, badly. And okay, you're not sitting down teaching a course on it, but you're living out a course on bullying right in front of your child. And so uh, what can a parent well, how does a parent be aware of and take responsibility for the fact that their kid may be a bully, not being bullied, but be the bully? And like, there's got to be at least 50% or maybe more if it's a group bullying situation. Uh, so there's more bullies than there are people being bullied in most cases. You know, I, it's interesting because somebody read Bully Free and contacted me i knew i knew the person from from some other social situations and she contacted me and she and she said you know i read that and i saw what was happening to these kids and these families and i was horrified and i have to hate to say it but my son was a bully i have no idea why he's come from an environment of love and support i and and it just has hurt me so much to to see that that's what happened. So I think the bully needs as much help kind of as the people who are the victims because the bully often is somebody, as I said earlier, Tom, who's experienced bullying or intolerance by other people or who has very low self-esteem and the way to feel good about himself or herself is to dash somebody else's ego or hurt, inflict pain on somebody else so that he feels better or she feels better. Although I'm not sure that, that that's really happening. I'm not sure that they feel really feel good about themselves. So again, if you think that your child is a bully, and oftentimes you, the only way you're going to know about that is if somebody reports it, because your child is probably not going to come forth and say, "Hey, mom, I just beat up this kid, and you know, yeah. I need help." You got right? five bucks from him. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if it, that you need to make sure that you get help for this child, because somewhere there's some kind of distortion. There may he or she may be going through a whole lot of pain, and that's the way. I mean, to me, when they're bullying, when a bully is bullying somebody, it's a, it's a call, it's a call for help. It's not, a, you know, it may be a very backward kind of call for help, but nevertheless, it's like, you know, here I am, I'm doing this behavior, and I don't think, I don't really feel good about it, and you know, help me. I'm so I think that that parents need to respond, and. I wouldn't go beat a kid because he's bullying somebody else because that would just re be reinforcing it. But I would understand. I would try to empathize. I would say that that to my child that you know this isn't this isn't the way to feel good about yourself. And it and if you do, it's probably temporary, or it might make you feel worse. And to talk it over with your child, but also then to get some kind of counseling or some kind of help because there's something in that child some kind of need, some kind of feeling of being less than, of not being worthy, 
or maybe a story that has that that child has never shared with his parents about some family member or someone else who bullied him. I mean, I I work once worked with a family. This is a little off topic. Years ago, and the girl was being sexually abused by her cousin, and nobody in the family, and she was afraid to say anything, and she was embarrassed and shamed by the whole thing, but no one in the family knew anything about it. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Uh, just a reminder to listeners, we're talking about the book Bully Free, which is available on Amazon. But even more important, it would be to connect with Dr. Joanne White uh, and really work with her to uh, help your child from being bullied and get tips on that as well as prevent your child from being bullied. And so, again, the way to reach her is her website, D R. J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com, com, And the book is Bully Free, available on Amazon, as you mentioned. Uh, now, uh, I think that for parents, it should go beyond helping their child who might be bullied. Uh, I would think to pay it forward and to be maybe a responsible citizen or to take on a cause that it might be nice for parents to uh, work in a community to create bully-free environments, um, to, uh, I don't know, just work with other people, either in the school or the community, so that they can help someone else, maybe who might be being bullied or who is a bully other than their own child. And are there ways for people to... Uh, work with other professionals and within their community to create this awareness, these tools and uh, for parents to use? Well, not just for parents. There are kids that are getting together and, and, and they seem to be very effective because they're getting together, Tom, and, and they're talking to other kids. They're going into schools they're, and they're talking about what it means to be bullied. They're... Um, which makes it oftentimes because it's coming from your peers, it's really very powerful. You're hearing their stories. At the same time, I think that anybody who's a bystander, they've done some research about people who have been bystanders, and they are also experiencing trauma from watching somebody being bullied, whether it's somebody being threatened or pushed down on the ground or verbally abusive, and they may be afraid too. And it's what I think is important is that don't be a bystander. Get involved. If you're in a group, because oftentimes kids travel in groups these days and also when I was growing up, you're in a group and one person is bullying some other kid, you and the people in your group can take some action. And I don't mean to bully the kid. I mean to say, you know, cut it out. Leave that kid alone. Because the research suggests that if bystanders do something like that, the bully will stop. Because mm. they don't want to be seen in a, in a negative light. They they want to feel good about themselves. They you know they want to feel big and popular and strong. And if and if the bystanders are saying, "Cut it out! Get out of there! Don't do that!" or intervening, then the bullying can stop. And in terms of creating 
environments that you were talking about, it's a, firstly, it's about communicating. It's about, like I said, that woman on, on the playground that who saw these girls bullying the that boy she went over to the girls and she and she didn't know the girls she didn't know the boy and she said stop that that's mean that's horrible and you need to cut it out so we all need to take a role to some extent and the way to create bully free environments is to really reinforce that it, at home and in social situations and in school that Nobody is less than because of their color. Nobody deserves to be tormented because of their sexual orientation. Nobody deserves to be demeaned because he has learning challenges. Nobody deserves to be bullied or hurt or called horrible names because he's shorter than somebody else or because he has has doesn't have dimples or because her hair is flaming red somebody that I work with whom I adore she 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 has red hair and she said to me when I was doing this she said Joanne you know when I was a kid I was bullied because of my hair because red wasn't popular and they they thought it was you know they made fun of me because of my my red hair mm, right and kids can be bullied for anything and you mentioned something Quite strong there is. I think any average, well-adjusted kid or person, for myself, for instance, like it, even if I see on TV anyone being bullied or assaulted, my if you had wires, medical instruments hooked up to my body, it would be readily apparent quickly that it is bothering me, and I'm sure one well, regular average kid in a nice home, if he sees someone being bullied, it must affect him physiologically as well, even if he doesn't step in, or maybe the nerves are there, like, oh, I'm too nervous to step in, but it does affect the people that are watching the bullying as well, and if they were hooked up to medical monitors, it would be easily proven that, like, this is disturbing these children. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think it's so true. I once, this was years ago, I walked into a room where friends of mine, these guys were watching, they were watching wrestling, okay? I can't watch any of that stuff or boxing, can't remember what it was. And I'm watching, I wasn't watching the TV, but I was watching the face of my friends. And one guy's face, you could see his his cheek i mean you could see the distortion and the anger and whatever he was reflecting it just in his facial expression i don't even think he was aware of doing that so i think that's important because um if if you're witnessing it you're feel you can feel it in some way which to me also says what are we doing with the games that children are playing, video games mm-hmm. that are violent games that mm-hmm. kids are playing, with some of the the things that are going on TV where the violence just seems to be escalated, it just seems to get worse. I'm very concerned about that because I think that what we're saying is that it's okay. And what happens to a kid that's watching that, watching show after show or playing video games where he's attacking and killing or whatever, even though it's a game, how do they then turn it off? 
and then go outside and, 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 you know, be calm. So that's also a concern. I think we have to teach tolerance for differences, respect, and, and caring for one another, and to dialogue. I think that's, that's essential in creating bully-free environments. Right. And yet, if you look at the media, they're not really on the anti-bullying train. Uh, for instance, the show uh, Law and Order, SVU, uh, Special Victims. Like, oh, it makes me ill. Just uh, I've forced I, my wife yeah. to stop watching it. It's like people being victimized. And I just, I, even if I'm not watching it, just listening to it, it makes me ill. And yet people are, by the hundreds of thousands, are peering into these shows and, like, learning, basically. It's like a course on how to bully. Right. You know, those shows are some of the most popular shows on television. That's frightening. That is really frightening because you're right. We're kind of condoning and teaching people that this is the way to behave, that, that, hey, and you know what? I was watching news last night, and then I had to turn it off. They were talking about um, a a house blowing up, somebody being chased, a a bus overturning because (laughs) somebody was fleeing the the police. Um, And I'm thinking, is this news? Do I really want to hear this? Why why do I... (laughs) Unless you know the person or they're related in some way, there's no value at all in listening. And even I make fun because a local Toronto news station, there's not enough bad news in Toronto. Like I, It's in front of me when I'm on the treadmill at the gym. They'll say, well, five people were killed in Switzerland by whatever means, by knife attack. It's like, okay, we couldn't find enough people. Like I'm thinking there's five people, young kids that die of cancer in Toronto probably every day in the hospital. Nobody's putting that on. But, yeah, they got to go to some other country and find five people who are killed in some freakish, violent uh, incident. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like you, you're so desperate to portray this news. Uh, and crazy people have, like, my not crazy people, but my mother-in-law, 90, she loves to watch this TV news station. It's like, why, why, why? What value is it giving you other than giving you the heebie-jeebies? Yeah, I I can't watch it. I think it's I think it's very disturbing. What about the people that are doing good? What about the nonprofit <laughs> organizations that are helping kids? What about the people in your neighborhood that that are helping somebody else? What about the good neighbor? You know, and <laughs> why aren't we talking a little bit about that? So that right. would be nice, right? Right. <laughs> So let's remind people again, the book is Bully Free, and that's pretty easy to remember. And if you can't spell bully or free, then you need more help than the book will provide. But uh, go to Amazon.com and look up Bully Free. Uh, But even more important, as I've said a few times now, uh, go to uh, Dr. White's website, find out how to connect with her, um, and work with her. Like This is important. Make sure you're protecting your kid from being bullied and make sure you're preventing your kid from being a bully. And so Dr. Joanne White dot com D R Doctor and Joanne J O A N N E White W H I T E dot com. So bully free on Amazon, but mostly go to the website, Dr. Joanne White dot com and 
buy the book, but do more than buy a book. Work with uh, Dr. White, work in your community, and, you know, be a force for good for not only your child, but for other people's children as well. Can you imagine what it would be like if, if everybody, Tom, were were tolerant and, and compassionate, if we taught that in schools, if we taught that at home, if you you saw, and I mean, the world would be so different, I think. It would be. It's, it's nice to, let's aim for 0% bullying and zero tolerance. Uh, we will always fall short of the mark, but if that is our goal, then at least we are aiming at the right target and uh, I think as you started the show, there's there's like 92 more ways of bullying people in this day and age with technology than there was when I was young. It was just like bullying at school or bullying among your friends. But now you can bully them by text, by email, by social media. Like I said, probably 92 other ways you can bully people that didn't even exist 30 years ago. And so it's an important topic and it could affect your child for the rest of their life, whether they were bullied or were a bully. And it's something you, as a parent, you might want to put in your top five list of things I want to teach my kids is, uh, you know, how to be safe from bullying and how to not be a bully. It should be way up there in the uh, priorities of parents. I totally agree, and again, I think it's important. And parents, you know, as I said earlier, watch what's going on with your kid. Get to know their friends. Get make sure that you are creating time. I know we all have such busy lives, but take time to listen, to know what your kid is about, to to show that you care and that you're interested in what he or she has to tell you. And pay attention to what's going on because I think that oftentimes when a child is bullied, there are signs. Like I said, there are mm. there are signs that you can pay attention to. But more importantly, do due diligence to help prevent it by by role playing, by teaching your kid that it's wrong, by by just reinforcing their positive attributes and helping them find good friends, be in social situations, be in after-school programs or or other kinds of community neighborhood programs whereby they're feeling confident, they're feeling good about what they're doing, they're learning new skills, and they're growing and making friends that are friends that are caring and worthwhile and that you're aware of. Nice. One more point I want to mention and then you can speak to... um, My wife has worked for criminal lawyers for most of her life, and so I'm thinking of, she tells me that girls can be often more vicious than boys. So just because if you're a parent, you have a cute, pretty, smiley, nice young lady on your hands, that doesn't preclude them from being a bully. And uh, my wife comes home with stories of, girls bullying other girls and it's they can do it as harshly as boys can 
You know, I totally agree. I was driving. Uh, the last few times that people cut me off, and this isn't bullying, but in a way it's, it is a different kind of bullying by driving. And I'll look at who just cut me off and almost caused an accident, and the last three times it was a female. <laughs> mm, right, right. And so, so yeah, may- girls- maybe they don't hurt physically as maybe they do hurt physically, but... Uh, my wife says they carry as many weapons as the boys do, and they're well. They just do, as cool. and, and oftentimes they do it in groups. Okay, so right. they may not just do it by themselves, but they'll have the backing of the other three girls. There was one story that again isn't in the book, but it was an it's an important story. It was somebody that I coached, and her daughter was being bullied by the by these girls that were the popular girls at school and so when she went up to the school and she told the authorities the school authorities what were what was going on in the administration what they did was they interviewed each girl and the girls the popular girls said oh no nothing happened we didn't do that even though it was one by one they must have corroborated the story each one said no i mean we've been nice to her we haven't done anything mm. and so the school believed those girls right if you should err on the side of caution and believe the person being bullied and uh yeah well this is an amazing topic we could go on for like 8 days and not cover <laughs> everything but a reminder people bully free by the book uh but more important uh connect with Dr. White at com D-R-J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. Thank you for uh, being on the show today, Dr. White. This is an enormously important topic um, for parents, for kids, and for adults. There's adults bullies as well. And so important topic, important for parents especially because their kids only have certain resources available to them to get involved and teach them and prevent it and prevent them from becoming bullies and put it on your, you know, hot hot five list of topics that you want to talk to your kids about and teach them about um, because you could be saving a world of grief for the rest of their lives, whether they're bullies or being bullied. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. It's been a, it's been a pleasure, and thanks for sharing such an important topic and and for airing it on radio because people need to talk about it and make it real and be able to find solutions working together. So you doing that is is one of the solutions. Amen. Thanks so much, and have yourself a great day. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutall.com for details.